0: Welcome to another episode of the award-winning podcast, Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helvig. We have one of the Fab Five with us today. It's Bobby Burke. I'm thrilled he was so cool and wonderful and gives us direct and aggressive pointers on what not to put in your house and how to decorate and his whole life story is just so fascinating and he's really cool and he dresses really well and he smelled amazing i know you won't be able to hear that or see it but just trust that that was there in the room the whole time um i'm not gonna keep rambling enjoy this episode of not too deep with bobby burke
1: no, not too deep. This
0: episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by the podcast Terrible Thanks for Asking. In each episode, host Nora McCurney talks to regular people about their experiences with you guessed it, terrible things. The Atlantic has named Terrible Thanks for Asking, one of the best podcasts of 2018. And the New York Times calls it a gift to listen. You can find Terrible Thanks for Asking wherever you listen to podcasts. Not too deep.
1: Not too deep. i always sound so much deeper i feel on one of these mics yeah i
0: feel like i sound like i have more gravitas than i actually like do i feel like (laughs) fraser
1: tall
0: salad and scrambled eggs Uh, remember
1: the william macon episode in season two where he was like his fashion icon is fraser crane and we were like, "Oh yeah!" We were like, "No, <laughs> no, that's not a the fashion icon." Like the fashion icon of Fraser Crane. Maybe don't go into sexual icon. Maybe you're. Yeah, uh, but not fashion.
0: No, 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 no. Even like, I think his suits were purposely ill-fitting on the show.
1: It was also in the '90s. I think suits were just
0: right when pleated ill-fitting. pants weren't ironic and they were genuine, authentic. Are they? They're back. Is that for real?
1: Yeah. No way. Yeah, Tan's wearing them. I mean, if Tan's wearing them, they're back.
0: I feel like he's doing a long con, a big prank on everyone. Oh, because you have I, no idea. Pleated pants. <laughs> I pleated pants just look like two fupas on your upper thighs, and I don't, I can't get on board with them.
1: Remember the show, Mr. Cooper.
0: Hanging with Mr. Yeah. Cooper. Coopa, yeah, coopa. I hung with Every him. Every time
1: somebody <laughs> says fupa, that gets in my head. Fupa, fupa, gonna tear the house down never fails every time someone says fupa you
0: have a great singing voice (laughs) thank you um i think we've begun i think that's the absolute correct (laughs) way to begin with bobby burke here on not too deep thank you for being here i really appreciate it my pleasure uh you guys Mm. travel like crazy i'm obsessed with all of you i follow
1: you on the gram i follow you on all the social media platforms um, Except the Facebook, because, I mean, who really are uses Are you on Facebook? Fa- I am, but every time I look at it, I'm like, why haven't I just deleted this yet? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, my, I haven't deleted my profile, but I don't know that I've actually dusted it off yeah. in years. I kind
1: of feel, though, since Facebook owns Instagram, that if we do that, it's oh, kind of like slapping them in the face. And that they're, they're like, going to know? Yeah.
0: Oh. They know. True. It, what's your favorite social media platform? Where do you go to when you open Insta. your phone? Insta. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you're a visual person. I think aesthetics kind of lend themselves, <laughs> yeah. obviously, to Instagram. Yeah,
1: that's where we all just fall into a deep Instagram hole in our trailer when we're in between scenes trying to ignore each other. Really? <laughs> well, you <laughs> have to. Like, we're with each other all day long. Well, you guys And so are... we have to kind of zone out and just sometimes forget each other's air.
0: Yeah. No, I travel with my friends and work with my friends a lot. And I know- Did you guys- did any of you know each other before this? Nope, Not no, at all, none of us okay. Did. So yeah, that's a quick adaptation to like now we've gone from zero hours spent together to twenty four hours spent together. What are our like unspoken rules socially with each other? And like, do you guys kind of understand each other's triggers now of like, oh God, okay, yeah. I'm going to give him space right yeah. now.
1: well, and also, you know, if you think about how much time you spend with your best friend, yeah, maybe a few hours a week. Mm-hmm you know at the most maybe 8 hours a week sure. if you're really close we spend 8 to 10 hours a day a day for two years. That's so nuts. we literally spent more time with each other mm-hmm. than probably lifelong best friends have their entire lives. That's so nuts. So yeah, we know how to push each other's buttons <laughs> real <very well.
0: laughs> But also it's kind of nice. I feel like the real level of friendship comes when you know how to exist in silence with each other. Yes. Where you don't have to fill space and you can understand that like none of us need to interact right now. We yeah. can coexist, but we don't need to try and like come up with games to play to fill the time.
1: Sometimes I think the silence makes Jonathan nervous, though, because <laughs> he definitely feels the need to fill it more than others.
0: Sure, Satan sure, sure. Tan
1: is like, just give me quiet. Yeah. And Johnny's like,
0: daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> yeah, have you guys come up with any sort of, like, your own personal games or, like, time passers? Huh.
1: Or is it just kind of the the norm? It's the norm, yeah. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't think there's any little games we play except just, you know, life.
0: Just like just being alive <sighs> and living and thriving. You have a very amazing singing voice. Thank you. What's your go-to karaoke song?
1: Mm. Oddly,
0: I don't like karaoke. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's too- I don't know. I think
1: I think it's because Ultimately, my dream was to always be a singer. Really, and so karaoke is triggering to me now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like that just reminds me of a dream lost. Exactly, at sea. it just
1: reminds me that I'm too old to try out for American Idol.
0: You can. Oh, <laughs> oh did they God, change the age? Uh, oh, I didn't even know that there was an age limit. Is it like becoming the president? Oh, it's a max yeah. age, really?
1: Yeah.
0: That seems a little yeah. limiting. I would love to see a six-year-old get up there and just fucking wail. Well, that's what
1: America's Got Talent is for. Oh, yeah. okay,
0: America's Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> so, got it, got it, got it. America's Thank Got Talent. You.
1: Anyone can get up there.
0: Thank you for schooling me on this. Um, <laughs>
1: I also don't, although I don't watch American Idol either.
0: Really? Okay, what's your go-to? Do. <laughs>
1: It's true. It, like, is it, is, it is literally true. <laughs> ever since American Idol came out, I mean, God, in the late 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Kelly Clarkson. I, I've n- I don't think I've Ruben. ever seen more than like maybe two minutes of an episode. Really? Just because I'm like, I want to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, America's got talent. You can do it. I think there's still time. I think it can happen. The um, Okay. I'm super curious. I'm sure you talked about this a million times. Well, what was the audition process like for you on Queer Eye?
1: Oh, I mean, you've seen... American Idol or American's Got Talent. Yeah, you've is it seen, like You've seen The Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, imagine that all gay. Right. And then that was the audition.
0: But wait, how did they? Uh, I mean, because let's go through. You and I have something in common. We both worked at Applebee's. Um, I worked at two different Applebee's you, in New Jersey. Okay.
1: So <laughs> as I was just talking about not being able to watch American Idol. Literally the memory I went back to (laughs) was sitting in the parking lot at Applebee's (laughs) in Denver talking to one of the girls that I worked with and she was talking about American Idol. And I was like, I just can't watch it. And (laughs) that's the memory I had telling you about that. And then you went to Applebee's.
0: I'm sorry. I'm in your brain right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to bring up all of these um, very classic Americana suburban dream things right now. Eating good
1: in the neighborhood. Oh
0: man. No one really ate well in that neighborhood.
1: (laughs) Tequila lime chicken was so good.
0: We were there uh, when they had the Weight Watchers menu uh, debuted um the was WW that? menu yeah. where it was everything was calorie controlled and all of that and so that's what all of the servers at the restaurant that I worked at would eat on our breaks because we knew that it's all pre-portioned and pre-packaged that the kitchen didn't touch it oh, yeah. yeah that they only they literally yeah. put it in a microwave and they heated it up and so we knew that there was no foul play involved with it so that's, that's what it's literally like a bunch of 18-year-olds eating like <laughs> Plain chicken and like sauteed peppers. I
1: remember um, one day it was our holiday party. Uh So the restaurant, we were closing early at seven at like 6.58. This family came in and the hostess was like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. We're actually closing at seven tonight Uh for our holiday party. And they looked at their watch and they're like, well, I guess we just made it, didn't we?
0: Oh, no.
1: And I'm like, (laughs) you have no idea what you guys ate that night.
0: (laughs) Oh. I know. I still think that there should be because I've worked at every chain restaurant, and I've done like the Chili's, the Applebee's, the Olive Garden, Tuesdays.
1: Oh yeah. wow! See,
0: I didn't even get that far. <laughs> uh, my highest achievement was Dave and Buster's, and I only lasted a month, so <laughs> it was <laughs> not the best situation. But. Um, I still to this day believe that people in high school should have a course in like um, serving restaurant, like mm-hmm. business, just interacting with humans that way, because it really is a study in how humans interact with the world.
1: My husband, for some reason, his dream is to open up a restaurant, like Uh-oh. he wants a restaurant <laughs> Is that so- triggering for you? <laughs> But no, I'm just like, it's because you've never worked in a restaurant. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He's a doctor. His first job was blockbuster, you know. <laughs> he never worked in a restaurant. And I'm like, you you don't understand. Yeah. Like, especially a, an individual one. I'm like, as an owner, you gotta be there all the time. All it's the not time. just a, oh, I'm gonna do a restaurant and mm-hmm. it'll run smoothly. No.
0: You live there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so talk us through. So you worked on Applebee's in Denver.
1: I worked at applebee's first in springfield missouri then yeah. in branson missouri hell yeah and i the branson missouri i still lived in springfield and it was like an hour away hour and a half you would so drive? i would I would drive on friday morning and i would work a bell <gasps> open to close friday i uh-huh. would sleep in the parking lot in my car what? and then i'd work and open to close saturday sleep in the parking lot in my car and then an open to close sunday and then drive home
0: oh my god because if you work
1: lunch shifts during the week sometimes you literally make like 4 dollars. Yeah.
0: No, I and then also sometimes when you work lunch shifts on the weekends, you make as much as people did on Tuesday night. Yep. Yeah, so you got to game the system. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nuts. Okay, and so then from Missouri you moved to Denver yeah. Yeah. and then in Denver is where you started to get into design, furniture,
1: Yes. So I was still in Denver. I, I moved there as the assistant manager of the body shop at the airport. Um, and I was making $24,000 a year. Whoa, humble And brag. I was like, I'm rich. I have arrived. Rich. Rhyme. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm making so much money and without even a high school degree. No, seriously. Wow. Because I, I mean, I was in Missouri working at like a gas station in yeah. the Gap and I was like making nothing. So I was like, oh my God, twenty four. dollars insane and then like there a month I'm like oh my god I'm so poor <laughs> <laughs> like Denver's so expensive that's true yeah um, so I ended up going back to Applebee's to work part-time as well really uh, I had to have two jobs and then I worked at uh, I was a human resource manager at the Gap you know I just did nothing but you interview. Did
0: HR at the Gap yeah
1: I did nothing but um interview you know, 16 year old girls all day long who wanted to work at The Gap. And then next week they'd quit because they had to work the weekends and they had somewhere they wanted to go. And they had prom. Right, and so all I did was just interview people over and over and over because we were constantly filling. Wow. Um, And then I worked at the Bombay Company. I worked at Express. I was the youngest store manager in Express history. I couldn't even operate the trash compactor yet because I wasn't 18.
0: (laughs) So basically you worked at every place you can imagine Um, in a suburban mall.
1: um, Actually, I can tell a little part of it. So I met the owner recently of American Eagle and American Signature Furniture and DSW. And I was just talking to him and he's telling me stories and he mentioned American Eagle. And then I was like, wait a minute, I used to work for you. I was
0: on payroll (laughs) for
1: you. (laughs) I used to work for you. I'm like, huh, full circle.
0: Amazing. Um,
1: But yeah, so God, um...
0: So then, what? How, where did the, where does furniture and design fit into this? Like, so I ears? was always
1: into design, um, but in Missouri, like that wasn't really something you did. Like, sure, there weren't really designers. The only the only decorators I ever saw were designing women. You know. <laughs> With Delta Burke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, um, is pre-internet,
0: this is pre internet. This yeah. is pre Pinterest. This is pre everything. was yeah. none
1: of that. You know, and I remember when I went into Target, I was probably like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And they're very, you know, they're big on their designer collaborations. Yeah. The very first designer collaboration was with Michael Graves, who's an mm. architect. And he had these amazing toasters and tea kettles and spatulas. And that was the first time I looked at products and items as something that was designed before and you remember I was just that like, like from yeah, being eight oh, or nine years old. I remember the exact moment. Wow. I remember standing there looking up at all these spatulas going, are so cool. It's not just, you know, a spoon is not just something that you spoon stuff with. Right. A spoon is something that can bring you joy. Yeah. Like it can look cool too, you know, and it's, that was my first time I thought about there's people out there that are making things pretty and thinking about mm-hmm. the way things make you feel. Hmm. Um, but again, that wasn't really something in a Missouri I thought was ever an option for me. Sure. So then in Denver, I worked for the Bombay Company, which was a retail furniture store. Okay. Kind of got me into liking that, as, that more and then after the Bombay company, I went to L'Occitane. Um, I mean, I've worked for pretty much every retail company out there. It and sounds then, like it. <laughs> then I went to work for a company called Great Indoors, okay. which was owned by Sears. It was this this massive, it was kind of like a Home Depot meets a furniture store. I mean, it was like, apply like a oh, Best Buy, anything you could want for your home. It was uh-huh. in this massive store. Sadly, they didn't make it. They had like 10- I was located, gonna say, I don't, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. not
0: familiar with it yet. Yeah,
1: it wasn't a concept that worked, but um, after that, I really got into design even more. And then I came to New York to meet up with a friend. And I ended up meeting a boy and fell in love and decided I was going to move to New York. And that relationship did not even last until I got to New York, mm-hmm. but I fell in love with the city too. Yeah. And so I decided that I was going to move to New York. And I didn't have a job. I was just like, I'll just get a job at Applebee's. You know? <laughs>
0: There's a like killer yeah, Applebee's yeah. in Times Square. Or, or at a
1: restaurant. You know, I had tons of restaurant experience right. in Denver. I also worked at a high end um, Italian restaurant restaurant as well that was owned by the mob. You
0: had a spectrum of opportunity. So I'm like, oh, let's get a job as a server. (laughs) Like I
1: can always just do that, you know? Um, So I got to New York with like a hundred bucks in a suitcase and uh, quickly learned that restaurants will not hire you in New York unless you have New York City experience. Yes, this
0: is very true.
1: Um, So it took me about three months to find a job and that was Restoration Hardware.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That was the first job you got yep. in New York?
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, they hired me as a design manager at Restoration Hardware. Wow. And so I worked there, I want to say like three months before I got fired. Um, <laughs> I've been fired from every job I've ever had, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. So, Chrissy Teigen and I relate on that. Her and I have both been fired from every single job we've ever had. So the can... funny thing is, though, I got fired while Tom Felicia was upstairs filming Queer Eye.
0: Wait, I saw this when you guys did the special yeah. where you guys are all like having yep. a brunch together and talking about everything. Yeah, yeah I heard you tell him yeah. that. That's he, he was nuts. upstairs
1: filming, not knowing that the little boy that would one day <gasps> fill his shoes was getting fired. That's
0: <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, but you also can have a clean slate of saying you're not a quitter. Cause you've oh, literally I'm, never I, quit a I've job. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's the thing like, <laughs> I almost think I would get fired on purpose because I'm not a quitter. Like I will not quit something unless I have another job. And even then I still didn't. So I like, I think sometimes I would just sabotage myself. Just like, just just shoot me. Just get me (laughs) out of here. I remember in New York after Restoration Hardware, I went to work for Bed Bath Beyond. Um,
0: I can't and, imagine. Those <laughs> coupons never expire Well,
1: back then, the one on 18th Street in New York was the only Bed yep. beyond in New York City. Uh-huh. I know exactly. So it. That I've store gone in there a million times. did more business than most Bed beyond districts do in a month. Wow. There was a room upstairs where people just sat and counted cash. There was those tubes where the registers just <gasps> shot cash into the room, and it was like, the quacky duck. What was his name? McDuck. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. diving through oh, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, McDuck. And I, yeah. I ran the whole front end. So the cash registers checkout and the customer service and Bed Bath Beyond has a very open return policy.
0: Yes, they do. So
1: it was just nothing but, you know, soiled sheets and plungers oh, and re- arrow no. beds. We called them rent a beds because they'd go out on Friday and they'd come back on Monday. Wow. Um, and it was just, it was, it was an intense job. So I... West Elm was opening up their second store. They had just been acquired by Williams Sonoma. Mm-hmm. They're opening up their first big store on 17th and 18th, 6th. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want to work for this cute new yeah. brand. So I faxed They're clean sheets. Yeah, I faxed my resume to them from work. Oh,
0: you faxed.
1: And Bed Bath Beyond is very um budget focused. Sure. And so you don't get confirmations that your faxes went through because that would be a waste of paper. But what happened was, you get a confirmation if it doesn't go through. Okay. But I didn't know that. So I walked away (laughs) thinking it went through, but it didn't. So it copied the first page of my resume and spit it back out saying it didn't go through. Oh, no. And um, another manager that I had just been promoted over found it.
0: Oh, God. And so-
1: Jennifer. Hi
0: Jennifer. Hi, she's an she, avid yeah. listener of not too uh,
1: deep. <laughs> um, she took it to the general manager and I actually had a meeting that day with him to talk about how I want to change up scheduling and like right. new systems. And we had a great meeting. And he's like, this is awesome. And uh-huh. I've never had somebody come in here this quickly and like change things for the better. And he's like, but what the <laughs> fuck is this? And like slides it across a desk. And I just looked at him and I go. The fuck do you expect? You think somebody that's coming in here and having great ideas is gonna stay here? Like this is horrible. You know they would give. I'm totally ruining any chance I ever have of any collaborations with Beth Beth Meon right no, now. No, you're still but, uh, giving them feedback. You're giving them they, constructive their criticism. Human resources had a deal that if I were to get you to come work at Beth Beth Meon sure. as a manager and you stayed for three months. Mm-hmm. I'd get a $3,000 bonus. Oh. They never had to pay that. Wow. <laughs> no one stayed for three months. Oh, wow. It was just, it was a lot. It was a very, you know, it might be better at other stores that sure. weren't as like, intense as that yeah. store is. Uh, but it was funny. I filmed a segment for Rachel Ray a few months ago <laughs> and they were like, we want you to film it in Bed Bath Beyond on Sixth on Avenue. And I'm like, triggered. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, uh, okay okay. So I'm walking through with all like Bed Bath Beyond's oh, corporate PR people no. marketing team. I'm walking through and I'm like, oh, and right up there is where I got fired. <laughs> you basically did like, like, uh, like
0: a full tour. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm right over there is where I used to cry. And up there is where I got fired. <laughs> and there's where those sheets came back a little dirtier than I'd hoped. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Yeah, my only um, connection to that Bed, Bath & Beyond, I, I did improv in New York at a theater that was nearby. And that's where I would go and take nervous shits before going to the theater to perform.
1: That was you. That
0: was me. Because so, the bathrooms
1: were right behind customer service. Yes, they so... were.
0: And I would walk in with full confidence as if I <laughs> didn't have Yeah, you came to in, you passed anyone. the return desk,
1: you went to the left. I and made eye contact
0: with no one. I went straight in and straight out. Uh, I, it was the beyond part of Bed, Bath & Beyond. It was truly magical. That store is provided. Okay, this is amazing. We're gonna take one quick break when we get back with more of Bobby Burke, and we'll find out where the fuck else he's been fired from (laughs) after this. this episode of not too deep is brought to you by bud light are you craving flavor and refreshment this summer then pick up one of three flavors of bud light chelada original Extra Lime and the newest member of the Chilada family, Mango Bud Light Chilada is perfect for drinking at brunch, on the beach, or just hanging out with friends in the sun. The original Chilada brings you the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light with the rich signature taste of Clamato Tomato Cocktail. This distinctive blend delivers a flavor that truly refreshes, and the Chilada Extra Lime delivers a citrusy spin, and the Chalada Mango brings a tropical touch to the summertime favorite. It's best to enjoy your chalada Gently rotate the chilled can once before pouring, then pour over ice and garnish with a slice of lime, some celery, or mango. Salt the rim with your glass add a dash of hot sauce uh, for even more kick and even more impressive l- aesthetics of drink. People will maybe think that you made them an original cocktail, but you didn't you got a Bud Light Chilada on your hands pick up a Bud Light Chilada today and learn more at BudLight.com Bud Light Chilada flavor that refreshes
1: Not, not too deep
0: support for today's show comes from Bare Minerals creators of clean beauty purity in formulation and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better not just better looking this has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best selling original foundation it's got creamy lightweight buildable coverage it's naturally luminous the clean formula is made with only five good for you skin ingredients all minerals including non-chemical spf protection it's makeup so pure you can sleep in it and it actually improves your skin over time What more could you want? It's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't because for Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. And like every Bare Minerals product, it's 100% cruelty-free and better yet, Both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. So upgrade to clean beauty products. Use their foundation finder at bareminerals.com and you can find your perfect match. And first time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code not too deep. That's bareminerals.com. Promo code not too deep for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good.
1: You're like in your 20s and you're like New York is hard as fuck. But it's fine, you're mm-hmm. in your 20s, you're poor. It's fine that you can't- You're also of,
0: still kind of resilient. Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: and like, I didn't even have money for cabs or the Subway. Right. So that first three months I looked for a job, I was walking around in June, July, August oh, in New yeah. York. Oh yeah, the grossest in a months. Suit, yeah. you know. And then, when were you there?
0: I was there 2008 to 2000. uh oh, um,
1: got there too late.
0: Yeah, I was, oh, 2007 to 2012-ish. I got there like,
1: in 2003. And like the, li- the, like the last of like the grunge cool yeah. bars that Giuliani hadn't cleaned up yet <laughs> were still there. And yeah. so I'd walk from, I lived at 8th Avenue and 15th Street. Okay. You know that like cinder block gray Building, you'd know it if you saw it. Yes. Um, and so I'd walk all the way across the island <gasps> to Lower East Side, mm-hmm. Alphabet City, and mm-hmm. I'd go out to like Opaline and all the great bars well, over see, there. I was
0: in Brooklyn the whole time when I lived there, but and then I would go into the city and perform, but nice. uh, and do auditions and basically just run around like a crazy person.
1: Yeah, but um, your twenties, it's great. You're like, life is hard. Uh, Life's supposed to be hard. I'm in my twenties. I'm poor. This is great. This I'm making is something.
0: I'm I'm yeah. living the musical rent right now. <laughs> and
1: then <laughs> <laughs> and then you hit your thirties and like, for me, I was doing okay. I had a store. My husband was a finished residency. He mm-hmm. was a doctor and we're like, life is still hard. <laughs> like it's a fight to get on the elevator. It's a fight to walk down the street. It's uh-huh. a fight to get on the subway. It's yeah. a fight to walk down the sidewalk. And I'm like, life should not be this angry. I remember. Yeah. I think exactly like two or three years before we were finally like, get us the fuck out of here. Yeah. Friends of mine came to visit from San Diego and another friend of ours, we got a little house in the Hamptons for mm-hmm. the weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm like twitching, I'm a New Yorker, I'm like smoking my cigarettes and our friend, Billy and Michael, they were there and people were like, oh, how's San Diego? How's yeah. California? And you're like, oh, it's just, it's chill. You know, it's just real chill. And I remember thinking myself, like imagining strangling them going, if they say chill one more time, I'm going to fucking kill them. Yeah but then now people from New York are like how's LA I'm like it's so chill (laughs) I'm like it's great I'm like why did I ever live there Oh, that's
0: exactly (laughs) it when I first came out here and I met people that had lived here in California for a long time same exact thing that they were so I I was like I'm offended by how relaxed you are like Like, I don't understand why you're not on edge the way I'm on edge why are you walking
1: so slow (laughs) and why do you want to eat dinner so early (laughs) and why
0: isn't anyone Uh, mad at me for taking up too much space right now
1: (laughs) I remember one of the the first times I came out here to LA I I was at Starbucks I was with a friend of mine who had lived in New York but had since moved to LA Okay. and we're we walk into Starbucks and there's like nobody at the register Mm -hmm. and I walk up and I'm standing there and I look over (laughs) and there's this woman like bent down behind the coffee machine like cleaning something and I was like (laughs) and she leans up and she's like I am so sorry and I instantly was going to be like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> and my my friend again, who had lived in New York and lived in LA now, put her hand on my shoulder and says, "She's being sincere." Yeah. <laughs> and that's... I was like, "Oh, oh, thank you." I was like, no, <laughs> she just "I know that's." so used to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you yeah, know, like, exactly. "Excuse me," but I'm like. Oh, exactly that. You'd be nice, and then a week later, I was at a Starbucks in. It's my. You can tell I live my life in Starbucks. I love it. um, Standing in Starbucks with another friend who had lived in New York now in LA, Mm -hmm. and I see this guy like kind of nervously over there, like you know, squeezing his hand and kind of like he's clearly in a rush. Uh And I had just seen one of the baristas drop a coffee, so I'm like, oh, "Oh, that was probably his. Yeah. And so finally, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is there, you know, uh, an iced Americana on its way up? You know, I'm in a huge hurry. And she's like, I'm so sorry, I was making it and it slipped out of my hand. I'm so sorry, I'm making you another one now. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what, I I don't have time. If you could just pour me an iced coffee. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, don't apologize, it's my fault. I should have given myself more time to get to work. Oh, uh, no. And I was just like, where am I? You know, in New York at my Starbucks, you know, I worked it's... at a store at Portico and then I had my store on uh-huh. Crosby between Spring and Broom and that Starbucks on the corner of Spring and Broom was like my Starbucks for like a decade. Yeah. And I remember like so many mornings, like cursing people out in there because they were being so mean to the baristas. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, it's just a fucking cup of coffee, bitch. Like, why are you ruining this poor girl's day over a cup of coffee, right? relax and here at starbucks in la it was just so nice
0: and i yeah i have a hard time accepting the sincerity i immediately interpret it as sarcasm and so i'm on the defense right away and i have to chill the fuck out because i'm like you don't you're not you're not from new jersey anymore and you're not living in new york anymore so calm the fuck down
1: i've gotten better now like I can, yeah. A sense of zen. Yeah.
0: But you also, okay, let's talk about travel. You've been traveling like crazy. Mm -hmm. Has there been, and like for the last two years, you guys have just been like all over the place.
1: Yes and no. Our show has only been out for one year and two months.
0: But how long, when did you guys start shooting? We started
1: filming in April, no, May of 2017. Okay. So we were in Atlanta for almost six months. Right. Then from, from September, until excuse me from september until february mm. we had nothing like That's no nice one knew who so. we were oh know? yeah what was that waiting yeah. period like that it launch went, well, like you're like okay we did a thing
0: and now we have to let someone we have to let people edit well, it and then hope it goes well We're like
1: okay now we have the time of just sitting there and waiting for people to like hate our show sure because yeah. none of us thought people were gonna like it like oh, we yeah, all thought yeah. it was gonna be a flop
0: sure or like oh this was really? fun
1: yeah yeah
0: that's so nice because though.
1: the press that came out before the show actually launched none of it was positive
0: oh everyone was
1: like what do we need the show for now like this is not the time like this is just offensive that they think that this show would work nowadays like wow that five gay guys would come in and like redo this straight guy like wow. yeah so we're like oh god this is gonna be a mess yeah luckily i mean it wasn't but um so yeah it came out february 7th 2018 And then, I mean, it did well, but it wasn't until season two that I think it really exploded.
0: I think that's when I started, when season two came out is when I heard a lot of people talking about it. And then I fully binge watched in like two days, all of it. Do you know why? Mm. So
1: season one, the producers had a very specific idea in their mind of what they wanted me to look like oh really and i think one of the words they used was, was waspy um they oh, wanted me wow. to be this preppy little blonde like pastel color wearing guy from wow. connecticut hi i'm clifford from connecticut Yeah, yeah which yeah. is not me <laughs> like i don't think i own anything color polo and
0: lacrosse yeah uh,
1: literally look is what they yeah. wanted me in wow um and by the end of season one i'm like i you can't fire me now I am not wearing this anymore, <laughs> and so season two was more successful because
0: you guys were I more was being yourselves. Mean. <laughs> yeah, no, that's.
1: I'm kidding, but but no, that's. I'm not that's, kidding about the the but, colors.
0: Yeah, that's so <laughs> nuts. And as someone that you know has an eye for aesthetics, you're like, I don't want this. Is not who I, I am, honestly, and also I, in a show that you're encouraging people to be authentically themselves,
1: like. Here's why I well a the show did not start out like that. Oh, really? um But I think. And it was David Collins, the creator of the show, that had Mm -hmm. this idea in his mind. And I think it was because he had been there from the beginning, from the original. Right. And there was Carson. He was the blonde. Yes. He wore the bright colors. He was the preppy. And I think Mm -hmm. in his mind, he was like, all right, Bobby's the blonde. Right. So he needs to dress like, kind of like Carson did. Yes. And, you know, because he hadn't seen the new iteration yet, Mm -hmm. he just had in his mind what the original show and how it was successful and why it was successful and how successful the original Fab Five were. So he's like, all right, we're going to do it the same. We're going to do it. This formula works. Yeah, this formula works. Why would we change it? All right, Mm -hmm. you're the blonde. a lot of bright colors, yeah. you know, and so there was nothing that he was trying to like make me not be myself. No. It was just he had it in his mind. Here's a successful formulation. Why would we deviate from that? Yeah. Um. And so in the beginning, it was we really were. I'm sorry, we were talking about travel, and then we got on this. No, I'm so <laughs> curious about all of this. Um, yeah. We. It was kind of a fight between us and the original creators of the show. Not a fight, just kind of a a butting in the heads. Yeah. Because again, they had a winning formula. Mm-hmm. They knew it worked. They knew it was super successful. So. They Like, let's do it like that. Right. And we were like, no. In 2018, we don't think five gay guys going into a straight guy's house and telling him everything that's wrong with him and ripping him apart and me ripping their house apart and breaking things. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work now. I mean, people are going to be like, yeah, exactly. We didn't need this again. Mm-hmm. So like, how about we go in and we find everything that's great about them? Because clearly these people don't see anything great about themselves. Yeah. That's why they're on the show and build them up. Yeah. You know, and this show being about building people up mm-hmm. and self-love. And so in the beginning, it, again, not a fight, but a, you know, a, a fight of creative minds of- It's a creative you know,
0: consultation that yeah. you guys have. It's a collaboration yeah, is know, what's going on. On,
1: on our um, discovery days, yeah. um, our disheveling- We that's the day on Tuesdays where we go in and we meet them and we start tearing apart the house and looking, right? And it was always like, Do more, tear apart more. And we're like, No, we don't.
0: These are the people, yeah. I'm like, I'm not
1: gonna go in. I'm like, and their wives are there too and be like, This house is hideous, you know. (laughs) But I'm like, He wasn't the one that decorated it, she was. I'm like, I'm not gonna break this poor woman's heart. I'm like, That's not what we're gonna do. So it wasn't until probably like season or episode four where we're finally like dug our heels in and we're like, no, let us do this. Yeah. And then it came out and they were like, yes, this works now.
0: That makes sense because also you're watching and you're, you're creating a show that you would want to watch if you weren't part of it. You know, that's kind of like my litmus test for creating anything is like, if I heard this or saw this or whatever, would I want to watch it myself?
1: And, and the original show definitely was groundbreaking in its time. For you the know, time period, yeah. There were no real gay people mm-hmm. on, on TV. Um even um Jack from Will and Grace, he hadn't even technically come out True. in his real yeah. life yet. Yeah. Um so the world was okay with five gay guys on television as long as they were these like cartoon dressed, yeah. over the top gay guy not that they were over the top gay guys. But you know But the, I saw the, Tom like,
0: post like a throwback photo of like their old like yeah, people like it was, it was some cover over and top. it's a lot yeah. of there's a and, lot of ascots you know, old, and like
1: their, their fashion designers and their haircuts and their cookers and their designers. And like the world was okay as long as we stood in our lane of being those creative gays. Right. But it wouldn't have been okay if, you know, they had talked about their husbands and their boyfriends and wanting kids and like actually being real people. Yeah. Where us, we wanted to make sure that we were seen as real people and not those caricatures Mm -hmm. of what people think gays are. Right. We wanted everyone in middle America who may have not ever met a gay person or in- Ethiopia or Saudi Arabia where Mm -hmm. we are air as well to see us as just regular guys
0: you're fully formed human beings at the end of the day that's what I respected so much the episode where you didn't want to go into the church um and that was for me a real like kind of turning point of like oh this is a real show like these are people that are having real reactions a producer didn't set up this moment for you to have like I got in trouble for that but I mean (laughs) to be fair it's the most honest situation and like Very, very cool, regardless of what happened behind the scenes of everything. I think it was really awesome to see that that was allowed, you know, that that was like a real moment on TV that you were, you're not acting uncomfortable. You are genuinely uncomfortable and you're standing up for yourself without making the other person feel bad or making anyone else feel bad. And I was just like, this is very cool to see, even if I'm sure it was probably awkward and weird.
1: the the creator of the show David was upset with me, mm-hmm. um, and this is again no knock at David because David D- David's very religious. He goes to church. Sure, um, he looked at it as me being disrespectful, um, and he was like, mm. "I can't believe you did that, not going in there. It was so disrespectful." And I'm like, "We had to uh, come to Jesus, no pun intended." Yeah. A conversation where I was like, "It wasn't me being disrespectful. It was just me protecting my own mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a trigger for me." Yeah, um, and in the end, he was like. I get it. You're right. You know, I'm sorry. It mm-hmm. just for me being religious, loving the church. I saw that as a slap in the face, and he's like, "I see now that it wasn't." And I'm, you but know, that's so, the cool thing yeah. is
0: like it's a conversation starter, to yep. say the least, about that scene. That I was like, "This is really cool" because things like exactly that it causes people to start asking questions about. Yeah where is the offense? There's no real offense. It's everyone has their own story and their own history and their own like um, relationship with religion in some way. And I think it's really cool to be able in a very kind of genuine, like it was subtle too. It didn't seem like it was this big, like
1: like, moment. Yeah. And
0: that's what I was like, cool. This is very cool. I like the direction that this is all going right now. And I'm sure you've gotten probably a lot of feedback about that specific moment from a lot of people that have been raised in a very religious
1: I mean, I, I can't honestly even keep up with the messages we Ugh. get, still get about that episode, but one that really stood out to me, um, and I think it was a combination of the, body, the Bobby Camp episode with the, all the kids mm-hmm. and the Mama Tammy episode, because Bobby was in season one, Mama was in season two. Um, a pastor messaged me and he's like, um, my entire life in church, I was taught that gays were wrong, gays were bad, gays were an abomination, that it was a choice to live this Sodom and Gomorrah lifestyle. Um, and that's what I've taught in my church as well. I've taught that God hates gays and blah, blah, blah. But seeing the episode where you talk about every day of your life, crying and begging and praying God to make you not gay. Mm-hmm. He's like, literally changed my life. And I wow. will never teach that hate in my church again. Wow. I will never teach my congregation or anyone that being gay is, is wrong. And then it's a choice and abomination. He's like, it really made me see that you are born that way and it's wow. not a choice. And if you are born that way, how can I believe that God, you know, is the all powerful and nothing happens for a reason. Everything is in God's plan. But then also at the same time say, oh, well, you couldn't, you know, if you were born that way, it's wrong. Well, I was born that way because, you know, quote unquote, God made me that way. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't, I can't make that work together. Mm-hmm. So I just have to accept it.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so intense yeah. and beautiful and wonderful. And,
1: and the amount of other messages I've gotten from people in congregations or pastors who have said they have told their congregation that watching Queer Eye is homework. Like, really? You need to go home and specifically watch the the Bobby Camp episode and wow. the Mama Tammy episode. So even though I, I'm still not part of the church, I, I don't have any desire to be, mm-hmm. just the fact that our show is maybe, well, it's definitely helping young LGBTQ youth not go through the self hate yeah. that a lot of us had to go through growing up.
0: Yeah, no,
1: that right there means a lot.
0: The impact is immeasurable. I can imagine that it's one of those things that's now just fully taken off. That it's like you, you guys are all seemingly genuine, wonderful souls. That I'm sure you want to keep up with all the messages that you get, but it, I can imagine that it's so overwhelming that even to start like responding yeah. to people and replying and like <laughs> looking through your DMS and things like that must be just like a the full first day
1: the show came out. I remember like I woke up cause of course it, we're on the West Coast. So I woke up after people had already started watching it mm-hmm. and I started looking at my DMS and started responding. I went out, I laid on the sofa and the next time I looked at the clock, it was 7 PM <laughs> and I had been up at like six and I'm like. Oh God, I just fell down a deep hole of yep, DMs. Yep, yep, yep. And then for the first few months, I did, I really kept up on them and it actually started causing problems between <laughs> my husband and I. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if I was home, I was impo- on the sofa. I wasn't watching TV with him. I wasn't doing anything. I was responding. Mm-hmm. So I finally, I actually I, I have one of my um team does my not all my social media but yeah. she makes sure that we're responding to people and keeping up yes. because i had to detach myself from it tan did as well yeah um because both of our husbands were like put your phones down but we felt such an obligation to yes. to respond to these people that we had had an effect on because we didn't want them to think that it was bullshit and that we were right. fake we're like we really wanted to genuinely connect with them but we just couldn't Oh, like it's impossible it. it's
0: an impossible task i also think it's really cool that you and tan both openly talk about your relationships on the show was that a conscious choice or is yeah, that just somebody like-
1: messaged us yesterday and they're like funny thing is my mom and i all the way through season one and two when tan and bobby would talk about how they were married we thought they were married to each other <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the first time i've heard that really because <laughs> tan and i will say i'm like you know tan and yeah. i are married Tan and i are both married Tan will be like bobby and i are both married and so many people think that we're married to each other (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing is it could totally happen like he's totally my type cute little brown boy (laughs) he loves the pasty white boys like his husband and i could be brothers he could my husband and him could be cousins you know (laughs)
0: that's so funny yeah i guess i've never thought about it that way but yeah that could be easily misinterpreted
1: but yes it was a conscious effort because again like i said the original guys didn't have the freedom to be able right. to talk about the fact that they were real people, that mm-hmm. they were husbands, that they were parents or whatever, you know? And so we really wanted to make sure that we did and Karamo as well really wanted to make sure that he talked about his, his sons. sons, yeah, yeah. you know? So people would think, Oh, amazing, sweet, wonderful gay people can be parents. They're yeah. not, you know, like awful propaganda that's out there about, you know, gay parents raise horrible kids and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we really wanted to see that. Yeah. Oh, one of the guys that you think is one of the sweetest guys in the world—he's a dad, and so, he's got amazing,
0: yeah. thriving, wonderful they're children. Such
1: lovely. Oh, like,
0: his Instagram of them—overly
1: polite boys. Like it's almost uncomfortable. <laughs> how polite Christian and Jason are! I'm just like, you don't need to call me Mister Bobby. Just, oh, just so call sweet. me Bobby. That's you so know, sweet. they're just they're so sweet and well-behaved I mean was like they're such pain in the ass but you know like as all kids are to their dad but he's done such a good job with those boys they're so polite they're so respectful that's awesome so smart and intelligent he did a really good job with them
0: was your husband on board about you being so open about the relationship publicly
1: Yeah, I mean we've been together for yeah we've been together for fifteen years. Yeah, so
0: you're like we're solid.
1: (laughs) You know we've we've always been very open. I'm like I don't I don't think it was ever a conversation because it was it's not really it shouldn't be a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm married. I have a husband. Like that's just it's not a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. I think it's so great. You guys on your Instagram are cute as heck. Um, (laughs) Your photos together are literal couple goals constantly. (laughs) You guys just went to PF Chang's and had a date. This is when I saw that you worked at Applebee's and that you and your husband just went on a date to PF Chang's. I was like, "We're like soul sisters." This is my favorite human. Let us wrap. Yeah, wait. Tell no, me about so this.
1: I was landing from North Carolina. I was out dealing with um, the launch of my new furniture line, mm-hmm. and he was getting on a plane to go to New York. He still goes back. Um, he has an office in Darien, Connecticut. He's okay. a doctor. He goes back once a month for his patients there, and we hadn't seen each other in two weeks, and so we got like. Two and a half hours together. You know, <laughs> he came to the airport a little early, and uh, you know, the only like long time dining location in the airport was P F Chang's. So we're like, well, let's go to P F Chang's.
0: I love uh, that so much. That is honestly, I'm writing that down to tell my boyfriend. Like, we don't even have to be arriving or departing on a plane. I just want to go to LAX and go to P F Chang's with you, please. Um, okay, we're gonna take one last quick break, and when we get back, I have a million Twitter questions for okay. you, if you do not mind. We'll be All right back with Bobby Berk on Not Too Deep. No for years we've been told that clean meant one thing sanitize it's supposed to be healthy but sanitizers and disinfectants wipe out everything all the good healthy stuff along with any bad like your gut your home has a microbiome too Surprise, surprise. And research is starting to show that this kill-em-all approach may be going too far with negative effects on our health, especially for kids. But right now, Aunt Fanny's what a great name brings probiotics to your home and your hands with their new microcosmic line these household cleaners and hand soaps add good with probiotic power each has an extract of beneficial bacteria plus super effective plant-based ingredients to be tough on dirt and gentle on you these formulas are non-toxic cruelty-free, and have 100% essential oil scents, so no fake fragrances. They're hypoallergenic, and dermatologist tested, too. What a great way to keep your home clean, and also keep all the good, the good stuff that you need, but that your kids or your pets don't need. So why just stop at natural cleaning when you can do one better with probiotics? Shop now at antfannies.com slash good and get 20% off your entire order with the coupon code grace, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout. Again, that's com slash good, coupon code grace.
1: not too deep.
0: This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Smile Direct Club. They straighten your teeth for 60% less than braces with clear aligners sent directly to you. You simply go online and you book a free 3D image at one of their smile shops. How cute. Or you can order an at-home impression kit and you'll be emailed a preview of your new smile. And once you get your aligners, one of Smile Direct Club's duly licensed doctors will check in on your progress every 90 days. Most new smiles take six months on average. So visit SmileDirectClub.com for free real before and after photos from some of 550,000 plus satisfied grinners. Also cute. I don't know why I said they're free photos. I'm getting my words mixed up, but you'll get to see all the real before and after photos. Again, get a free 3D image of your smile at one of Smile Direct Club's smile shops or a $25 rebate on an at-home impression kit, then just for you beautiful listeners, you'll receive $100 off your clear aligners when you go to SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast and use the offer code GRACE100. That's $100 off at SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast offer code GRACE100 SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast offer code GRACE100
1: there's an Instagram um, Griffin the Frenchie.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: I uh, love him. Uh-huh.
0: We had a Frenchie. You did.
1: We did. Yeah. Oh wait,
0: yeah, you had it on the last season, right?
1: No, no, that's Brulee. That's so. Brule. I, my husband and I actually had a Frenchie. Um, she was 13. She passed away while we were filming the season.
0: Uh. At 13, like she lived a full, that was an old woman at that point.
1: Her name was Lola.
0: Ugh, I follow too many French Bulldogs on Instagram. It's a real problem. Yeah, no,
1: Brulee is our our little little boy on the show. He's a cutie. He lives here in L.A. Oh, really? Yep.
0: Wait, so he's not one of yours actual No, dogs. no.
1: He was one of our producers who lives here in LA. Oh. It was her dog. And like, he would just walk onto set when <laughs> we were trying to I film just... the seeds. And we're like, really out. And he was like, just sit down. And so uh, that it. was like the very first episode. Where we're like, you know what? Let's just roll with this. Because yeah. we all love, well, all of us, but Tan, love dogs. <laughs> Tan's t- terrified Ooh. of dogs. It's so cute. I the remember season, so... season one, I had to carry him in the beginning yes. of an episode because of a dog. <laughs> yes. And we were we were filming with a dog the other day and it was the, the sweetest, most lovely. Oh. And it, she wasn't even a big dog. She was like part um, Corgi, part something else. Oh my God. But she sneezed.
0: And that freaked and him out. And
1: literally, <laughs> I mean, you would have thought that Godzilla had just burst, because he goes, screamed and jumped up in the sofa and we were all like what the fuck we're like that was just a sneeze tan and he's like oh i thought she was like coming after me
0: i hope that makes the bloops i hope that makes the blooper real um okay we're gonna get into these twitter questions before we do i'm gonna ask you the two questions i ask every single guest that's on the podcast and the first is who alive or dead would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at
1: Cold spaghetti. Yes, sir. N- well, not having ever had cold spaghetti thrown at me, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: It's up for your own interpretation.
1: Hmm, buttered cold spaghetti.
0: Sure, it could well, then be. That's
1: good. <laughs> 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 that's yummy, huh? Who <laughs> do <laughs> I want to throw cold spaghetti at? Actually, no, I don't think it would be very nice. Let's think of somebody I don't like. Okay. Hmm. I mean. Gotta say Trump. Yeah. He'd get it in his hair. Yeah, he could never get it out. Like he'd have to like cut it out of the three strands he has left. Or or he might put some like craft powdered cheese on it and just uh-huh. make it like his hair. He'd
0: make it fashion. Yeah. And it'd be annoying. Well, not
1: fashion. He'd make <laughs> no. it bad hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Worse hair than what he already has. That's a great answer. Um, okay, the other question is to tell us your worst pants shooting story or close call, but you can only oh, use you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine, for instance, is college, jogging, front lawn.
1: <laughs> Kindergarten. <laughs> okay. All over the uh, oh, that's mine.
0: You can use small phrases; it's okay.
1: Kindergarten outside of my pants. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the built-in drinking game for this episode <laughs> is that every time that Bobby is triggered, you take a drink. <laughs> okay, let's get into the Twitter questions. We have a million for you. I saw um, them popping
1: up on Twitter the past yeah, few and days. They're,
0: they're always the most informative thing for me for every guest to see like how people respond to whoever mm-hmm. is going to be on, um, and people really have quite a relationship with you. <laughs> uh, um, okay, someone wants to know, what is the definitive answer to proper toilet paper placement? Over. Over mm. okay,
1: well
0: you Absolutely. heard it. Absolutely. Why? 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 Be, I mean, <laughs> your face got so <laughs> disgusted at the idea of under.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're just like, you, why would you want to reach under <laughs> to grab it? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay. I mean, the only reach around I want to do does not involve toilet paper. <laughs>
0: very (laughs) fair and now i see why you got fired from bed bath and Beyond. okay (laughs) okay someone's the the only
1: the only inappropriate comment firing i ever got was from mci (laughs) (laughs) well no follow-up questions there (laughs) hi this is bobby with mci do you like your long distance carrier
0: oh that was really good thank you i mean you should be in the commercials (laughs) um (laughs) someone's to know what's a plant that i can't kill
1: a plastic one
0: Oh, okay. Are you pro or no artificial plants?
1: Um. I am neither pro nor no. Okay. I think that there's a time and a place. I yeah. think that there are a lot of great ones out there that if you have a room that doesn't have the right sunlight that you just can't grow something, I think green makes you happy, whether it's fake or yeah. not. And aesthetically, it looks nice. It adds texture. It adds natural elements. So mm-hmm. if you get a good one and you don't have the right sunlight or you travel a lot, it's yeah, a big one. I'm I also fine with think,
0: that. Yeah, like technology, artificial plants are starting to look more and more realistic.
1: Some of them you get, some of those fiddle figs that everyone is so mm-hmm. up in arms that I give to everybody. Everyone. not all those are real. <laughs> they're like, why does Bobby give a fiddle fig to everyone? They're just gonna kill it. What is he thinking? I'm like, they're not all real. Calm the fuck down.
0: And they look great. Yeah. Like, get over it. I'm
1: like, bring me some different plants, then. <laughs> uh,
0: Someone wants to know what does caramo smell like because I imagine it's heavenly. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was over at my house a few weeks ago and when he left, like the blanket he was covered up with, because he's always cold, um, <laughs> uh, smelled like him and I just like laid there myself and smelled Aww. it. After. I don't know what clone he wears, but it's it's nice. He yeah, sm- he you always guys, smells nice. You guys,
0: I, am, I mean, you smell amazing Thank and you me. guys, I imagine all smell great. Like that's not um, like you're not driving an SUV full of like body odor around. Unless maybe you are sometimes. <laughs> Everyone has a little bit of an expiration date on how well they can smell. <laughs> um, so or they
1: start out the day like that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, we won't get into specifics. Um, a lot of people are asking this same type of question. What's the grossest thing in someone's home that wasn't shown on the show?
1: Um, dirty diapers on the floor and like. Yeah. Um,
0: like disposed of dirty mm-hmm. diapers. Wow. And.
1: and- and animal feces and rotten food.
0: Okay. Here's a question. When Uh, you guys, what do you call it when you go in for the first day? Discovery. Discovery day. How are you guys really going in blind? Like they really haven't told you other than what you have in like your dossier about the person, or do you kind of know? We are
1: completely going in blind about we kn- what we know about the person. Okay, I'm not going in blind because you have to. Pre- yeah, you have to prep I have to pre-order stuff. flooring and window treatments. Yeah. Like, there's no way I can. Stores don't stock that amount of stuff. Yeah, you anymore. can't do like, that in 24 yeah. hours. Um, but all the information about them, mm-hmm. we're going in blind. We've never met them. We've seen a picture. that's Sure. It. Yeah.
0: Wow, that must be so nuts. Have you ever had like a a, a bad first impression day where you're like, all of them are.
1: <laughs> um and there the the particular episode i'm talking about with the the feces Uh and like anytime the cameras weren't rolling we put on masks
0: really yeah
1: it was was just a a situation the air quality smelled lethal like unhealthy
0: yikes well you guys played it off very well so (laughs) kudos to you um a lot of people are asking how does he feel being the true mvp of queer eye because you really, and there's so many jokes that float around of like, Anthony says, put an avocado on it and you give them a whole fucking new house. <laughs> like it's,
1: We all have our have roles. A, None and of it would a, work without each and every one of our roles. It's just a given that interior design is more labor intensive. It doesn't mean it's any more And you have a team that helps important. you out,
0: right? on the of show course. yeah 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 yeah. you're not in there like <laughs> no
1: i mean season one and two i was definitely in there way more because sure. my team was way smaller right um but no i have an amazing team my my um art director tommy he was the art director for extreme home makeover oh cool so like he knows how to build a house in a yeah, week yeah yeah so without him i wouldn't get any of this done because he really knows how to make sure that everything we need gets there when it's supposed to
0: yeah oh that's great that's so helpful and then you guys get into a rhythm of working together and I'm sure it's gotten slightly easier even though it's
1: season one and two as you know they were shot together it was all intertwined Mm -hmm. so it was us learning each other it was him learning me it was me learning him and by the time we got to season three he knows exactly, like, he can walk into a store and be like, Bobby would want that one. Oh, that's and great. And we, we basically build out our own little store. Oh, So nice. I usually go out there one to two weeks before the other boys. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and we get a warehouse, and we fill it full of shelves, and we just start ordering tons of stuff. Gotcha. Um, art, vases, plants, bedding, inserts, like little side tables lamps and mm-hmm. we just fill this warehouse full of stuff and so that way that week i can after meeting the hero and figuring out who they are and what they like right i can go into my store and that's why you don't see a lot of shopping scenes a i don't like really Promoting like I don't want to just be a, sure the the trade out whore you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah you know, I don't I'm like there are the stores that I go to in this the show are actually really stores that I work would, with yeah yeah like I love West Elm I work with West Elm all the time we yeah. work with Pottery Barn um Container Store mm-hmm. so. What was that
0: but there's not a ton <laughs> oh, of like shopping
1: scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I go in there, I pick everything out and then we have a big box truck that has shelves down the side oh, cool. and I fill that up. And then we park that in front of the house while we're redoing it. And we go out and we shop in our little truck and we're like, this will work and this will work. That's and great. I mean, very rarely do we have to run to a store and be like, oh, we don't have enough stuff. Cause we've, we've pre thought out and got tons of different genres of different things mm-hmm. and looks. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. It's also because I imagine like the hero of your show is already so overwhelmed by everything that the last thing they want to do is pick out like furniture.
1: Well, and they can. I mean, most of them, I would say nine out of 10 say their favorite home store is Walmart. Right. And that's not a home store. Fair. Um,
0: <laughs> Even though they have a new mid-century modern yeah, collection Drew's going on, stuff
1: there is super cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just especially in those areas. Like some of the more suburban Walmart stores yeah. have actually a really cute home department, but the ones in like the middle of Missouri yeah. and Atlanta, they they don't really. Yeah. Um, so they they don't know what they like. They I could be right. like, do you like this sofa? Like, like one I, episode coming out in season four, I actually do take him to West Elm and it's somebody who has never, de- like he's never lived in his own home. Oh, and wow. he was an older gentleman, like lived with his family, as older, moved in with his parents mm-hmm. to take care of them. Um, and so he had never decorated a place for himself. So he oh, had wow. literally zero idea of what he liked. So right. I took him to the store. I'm like, do you like that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. I'm like, yeah. Do you like that? Oh, yeah, that's great. And I'd like purposely <laughs> point to like ugly stuff and be like, do you like that? Oh, yeah, that's great. And I'm like, what do you like about yeah. it? I'm like, because you've told me you like everything. Yeah. And you can't. He's like, well, no, it's all great. I'm like, ah, come on, give me something. <laughs> you know, some of them like they give me nothing yeah you know and a lot of times people are like why do you paint so many of your walls blue or gray i'm like because they didn't give me anything <laughs> and, that's and i know they're gonna like blue or gray <laughs> you know i'm not just <laughs> gonna throw i'm like oh well, they didn't give me anything and i haven't used pink so yes, i'm that gonna use pink, that's I'm, that's pink. I'm like that's not what this show is the right. show is about using design to affect their lives and make them happy yes. you know it's not about me just doing showing all my tricks right you right know? right yeah, yeah you're not
0: on trading spaces right now <laughs> uh i love that show but it's my also girl, insane. That's insane. But the I think also the thing too with those kind of small moments is like interior design is intimidating. So yeah. it's like showing people that you can start really simply and like build around certain like key elements and like it doesn't have to be so overwhelming.
1: And, and I learned quickly that like the producers just stopped even because they usually would get us like a questionnaire of like, right. you know, their favorite colors. And like, and their, worth, yeah, their yeah. favorite clothing store. So Tan could maybe get an idea of mm-hmm. what their style might be. But again, sure. they probably say, they usually said Walmart. Yeah. Um. And so I learned them like, don't even bother asking them the design questions anymore because yeah. they, like Tom Jackson, the very first episode, I asked him, I was like, you know, what's your design aesthetic? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, rustic modern. And I was like, <laughs> all right, explain to me what rustic modern is to you and he's like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and i was like is that just something you heard about once yeah Yeah. (laughs) damn you know but Uh, (laughs) that's a a great impression (laughs) (laughs) so i quickly learned i'm like you know these guys have and it's not a jab at them or knock at them they're just Design, just like me growing up in Missouri, mm-hmm. design wasn't something you talked about. It was right. just like, yeah, you put something in there that was functional. Yeah, the sofa's comfortable. All right. Right. Even though it's a big this ugly, chair reclines. green leather thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a recliner. It's yeah. filled with I don't know what it's filled with. <laughs> Treasures. Um, <laughs> it's, butt gunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it literally that it that camera did not
0: do really, justice to truly, what was there?
1: it. It literally, I'm going to get dirty. It literally looked like someone had just lube oh, no. all over their ass and just just sat down in the chair. Like the silicone base, not the water base.
0: Yeah, 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 that does not get out.
1: It was just like, there was no save in that chair. Um, but I learned to look at other questions like, what's your dream vacation? What's your favorite show? Like with Remy, the guy who had inherited his grandmother's house that was Mm -hmm. still like super stuck in the 70s with Shaq Carpet. He said that his favorite show was Mad Men and that it's during vacation with Cuba. I'm like, all right, this guy loves the 50s, Mm -hmm. he loves mid-century. You know, so I, I get kind of a mid-century flair with some some Cubano in it. You know? that's, I
0: think that's just generally a great place to start at when you, because yeah. I still struggle with like going on Pinterest and then getting overwhelmed by every fucking boho chic looking office space mm. that I see. Mm. And I'm like, is this even really my style? I don't know. Or am I just seeing it over and over again that I'm conditioning myself to think this is aesthetically appealing to me. But like what you said, yep. thinking about what shows I like and thinking about where I would want to travel to, Are great like stepping stones. When I work
1: with clients that really don't have an idea of what the direction they want to go in, I tell them, like, pin your favorite things. I'm like, and it doesn't have to be design. It can be a sweater, it can be a restaurant, it can be food. Like, if you pin all this food that's like super architectural and structured, I'm like, I'm gonna gonna get an idea that you like minimalism. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, you like
1: things to be in order. You know, if you're, Pinning food that's all chaotic and a mess. I'm like, you probably like more of a boho, relax feel, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's figuring out what people are gonna like in their lives and design by figuring out what they like in different parts of their life.
0: That's super smart. Yeah. You have you done a book yet? Is it coming? <laughs> Is it in the works? So
1: of course, you know, all four of the boys have right. books now. And yes. everyone's like, Why aren't you doing a book? Right. Why aren't you doing a book? I'm like, I just launched a new (laughs) 75 item collection of furniture that launched all over Asia and is about to launch in hundreds of stores here in the US. (gasps) I just launched a massive new editorial website, Mm -hmm. a new wallpaper line, a new art collection. There's my fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I I still run a company, you know, I still run a huge design firm. We have a lot of projects. And so I, I don't have time, you know, yeah. They don't have day jobs, right? Right. Right. You know, um, Tan was lucky enough that he had actually decided to sell his his clothing company mm-hmm. before he even got casted. Him and mm-hmm. him and Rob had talked about starting a family, right? Um, and he wanted to really focus on that. So by the time we started filming, I think like maybe a few weeks in, the sale finalized, and he was like, "I'm done with that." Wow. And so he's able to just focus on the yeah. show and what's he want. And then Karama was doing TV before, yeah. And Jonathan was doing hair, and he doesn't really do hair much anymore. He does right. it for fun now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Anthony was doing food but Mm -hmm. they all like they don't have a a company in which they they need to be present at they're doing projects Mm -hmm. it's more of a creative flow I think that's like I don't have time for a book and also (laughs) if I'm a book i'm going to really do a book and i'm really going to talk about everything that has happened in my family since i moved away at 15 years old to the things that i've had to do to survive Mm -hmm. the the entrepreneurial spirit i have always had (laughs) whether it be legal businesses or not you know i'm i'm going to talk about everything i think that's great now is not the time for that yeah um i really want to share my story um but my story is nowhere near Done.
0: that's i think a you very know? very smart way to think about it like a book will always be there Yeah, it, the option will always be there and your story is only going to grow uh, yeah. from here until whenever you want to actually put it into publishing but i think that's the cool you don't want to make just like a coffee table here's like what you can put on a coffee yeah, table and, you know, book. <laughs>
1: people say they're like why don't you just do a design book i'm like i'll be real frank you don't make anything off of design books yeah design books take so much time Mm -hmm. and honestly money to put together photo shoots and styling and, and trips all over the place to put it together, that it costs so much money to do that. You really don't make anything off of it. Yeah. And, and they don't really sell that well, like people who are into design buy them, but if you're not a big person that's into design, you're not going to spend, you know, coffee table books aren't cheap. Right. So, you know, anywhere from 80 to $120 on a book, it's just not worth it. Like that's not, I, I, for example, with my furniture line, I made my furniture line very accessible. It looks like it should be a ten thousand dollars sofa, and it's a thousand dollars sofa. That's awesome. You know, the dining chairs look like they should be a thousand bucks, and they're two fifty.
0: Amazing. You know, and
1: so even with my book, I'm like, I don't want to put a book out that's not going to be accessible to all of my fans. So it'll be a memoir. Maybe eventually, I will do a design book. But right now, I'm like, but also go go buy my wallpaper if you want to buy something. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that, also, I looked at your website. Like you said, you have this amazingly goop esque lifestyle website going on right now. I, I love
1: when people say that.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful. Coming for you,
1: Gwyneth.
0: But I feel like a lot of the things that people probably think they want from a design book from you are kind of covered on your website yes. or being touched on on your website or have already been talked about by you in episodes.
1: And I'm not coming for you, Gwyneth. I believe in the law of abundance. <laughs> There's enough out there for both of us. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's what my site is about. Like I, I want to be able to constantly be giving people information mm-hmm. about life and it's not just a design website. Well, that's what I loved about it. It's a lifestyle it. site. It was,
0: I mean, I opened it up and there's just fucking deviled eggs recipe right there and matzo ball soup. And I was like, I subscribe to this. Yes. I want to know everything about fitness. this. So
1: my chef, mm-hmm. um, he's my chef and my trainer and okay. that sounds so bougie every time I say it, but <laughs> so. I met him in Kansas City. When we were filming there, he was a trainer at the gym. Oh, wow. And Tan and Auntie and I all walked in and we're like, we'll take the cute gay one. Um, (laughs) Actually, not gay though. (laughs) Um, Engaged to a woman. Sarah's amazing. Uh, But he's like, you know, in Kansas City, there aren't a lot of guys necessarily that are like really great bodies and take care of themselves Mm -hmm. and like super well groomed. And you know, he lived in London, he was super articulate. So we're like, oh, yeah, he's the gay one. Yeah. You know, but he's not. Um, And so I just, I fell in love with him. like my bro and my friend Mm -hmm. and we're, we travel so much and we're so gone that it's, you know, it's not ravaged Anthony's body. It's, he's obviously (laughs) had a lot of time to work on that, but the rest of us, we don't, we're not as focused on it because we're always traveling. So I'm like, I need somebody who is going to force me to work out twice a day and he's going to cook for me and cook healthy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what, do you want to move to LA? And then I was like, you know, we decided to launch the site and I'm like, I actually, I want to, I want to be like Oprah, like you yeah. created Dr. Phil and Nate. And like, I want to turn you into a You're brand. Gonna, and like, I want you, cause he wasn't just a trainer. He went to culinary school.
0: Oh, cool. So he's
1: a chef and a trainer and all into health. And I'm like, you have something to offer to people about telling them how to achieve their fitness goals in a realistic way and awesome. food. And so I'm like, why don't you come to LA, mm-hmm. be my trainer and my chef, but then also be a contributor to my website. and.
0: Cool. Well,
1: you know, I want to help him build his career as well. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. He's your Doctor Phil.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes but what is his name? Not- His name's Zach. His name's Zach, Zach Feldman.
0: And so your website, I mean, it looks aesthetically so pleasing. It's really pretty and also just like not overwhelming. Like it's very (laughs) easy to manage. And so it's basically anything lifestyle oriented.
1: Travel, health and fitness, food, design, fashion. And we do have like a a shopping area on it. But we don't, we don't sell anything. It's just like my favorite things that Mm -hmm. I like, it just links back to whoever's selling it. You know, so people are always like, oh, what do you recommend for, what do you recommend for that? Mm -hmm. don't want to sell anything on my site yeah I built my business on e-commerce and e-commerce is hard Mm -hmm. you know I just like I would just rather recommend my favorite little shops my favorite things to people um (laughs) when we first launched I think the the only angry tweet that I kept seeing over and over was people like um Bobby has a 75 dollar candle on his website um yeah thanks but no fucking things (laughs) and I'm like okay you know let's break this down bitch (laughs) You know what? If you don't want to spend $75 on a candle, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you spent a hundred bucks out at the bar last night and you don't even remember it. I spent 79 bucks on a candle that is going to last me for months and smells great. And it's going to bring me fucking joy. So don't knock my financial choices because you're making the wrong ones. I
0: love that. It's all, it's
1: all about your priorities in life. If you want to go out, I'm not saying ooh, um, you spent a hundred dollars on drinks last night. um. (laughs) No, thanks.
0: (laughs) No, you know, Um, I
1: also have a twelve dollar candle. It's just
0: a There's options. Yeah, I love that. Also, if I'm putting out that you should start a YouTube channel and just responding to tweets like that. I would watch it religiously. Uh,
1: It's on my list. I
0: love it. It's Um, on my list. Bobby, we've reached the end of the podcast. Mm. Thank you so much for being here. Before you you go, every guest that makes time for us, we give them a personalized fortune cookie. I thought that was
1: a big chunk of cheddar. Yeah, no, that's um, that's my aesthetic.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that I think (laughs) makes a room really feel like home. So this is for you. If you want to get your ASMR on, go for it. <laughs> I have a push-pull relationship with ASMR. <laughs> no, I don't like it. Now I don't like it.
1: That was so... <laughs> No, no,
0: veto, veto.
1: (laughs) We hear your love for the Ben and Jerry's Americone dream flavor. And is it, and it is, oh, and it is valid. You're an intellectual indeed, sir. In bed.
0: In bed. There you go. Mm. He nailed it. Um, Bobby, where can they find you?
1: So, of course, my website, bobbyburk.com, and that's B. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on the gram On Twitter But the easiest place is my website Because then that links back to the gram and everything else Great yeah.
0: And furniture is out
1: Furniture is Will actually be in stores uh, in China okay. um, And Vietnam and Singapore In the next like month Amazing. We actually launched in Asia first Cool And then it'll be hitting stores here in the States In September, October Sweet yeah, my wallpaper is out now. We just launched a new collection with Tim paper. <gasps> all the great wallpaper you see on all the episodes yeah. that's removable, self adhesive, you can do it yourself. It's all from my partners at Tim Paper. Really? Yeah, so com or tempaper.com. I forget, but either way, you can we'll go to put my site. All and in find our it. links and all of our um, And then my art is out, and that's carried all over the place as well.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Thank, Thank you again for making time. Of course, my I really for love me. this so much. And, you know, we'll keep. Fingers crossed and ice peeled for that memoir eventually. Can't wait. Actually. Thank you guys for listening and watching this episode of Not Too Deep. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. This was Grace Helbig.
0: As the creators of clean beauty, Bare Minerals is driven by a philosophy that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. And that's why their best-selling original foundation is made with only five ingredients Guess what? They're all minerals. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. So upgrade to clean beauty products. Use their foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. And first-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code Deep. Their Minerals, The Power of Good. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and edited by Melissa D. writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.